Welcome to Moments with Deru podcast, season five, and I'm your host, Modoni. This is a space to inspire, encourage, and uplift you. You can join our community by visiting www.momentswithndero.com. Throughout this season, there will be a combination of solo and interview episodes where different thoughts will be shared, and I hope you'll grab a hold of one or two words and apply them into your lives. With that said, let's dive in. Today's guest has 25 years experience where she has served as a corporate strategist and planner, helping organizations develop and implement a laser-focused vision and strategy to guide their operations and their growth. Today, she serves heart-centered entrepreneurs and leaders, teaching them strategic success principles to apply in their own businesses to amplify their impact. She loves helping her clients develop clarity and focus in their business strategy and actions so they can work less, earn more, and significantly increase their impact in the world. Welcome onto the show, Jennifer. Thank you. Very much. I'm so pleased to be here. What's one thing that you are learning about yourself or anything else post-pandemic? Well, I think um, one of the things I'm really learning is to be flexible and adaptable and kind to myself. Um, one of, you know, as an entrepreneur, we have a never-ending list of to-do items, and some days we feel at our best and other days we don't. And recently, my family member, my mom, has had significant health challenges, as has my best friend. And my husband and I have both been through some significant surgeries. And so all of this came together while I'm really trying to do well to grow my business. And I found that I was judging myself and uh, judging myself in the way of not getting enough done and just judging myself because I felt weak and not able to perform at my normal level. And that was a really painful lesson for me to learn. And I finally realized that the judgment was coming from within me and that I could completely turn it around and be compassionate with myself and give myself some grace for everything that I was going through. And when I did that and I kind of released a little bit, I, I was really able to, you know, feel better about the work that I was accomplishing and about the fact that my brain was focused as it needed to be on the health of my family and, and my best friend. Thank you so much for your transparency. And yes, life can throw us such curveballs where we start being very hard on ourselves and judgmental when in fact we just need to extend compassion to ourselves. So how do you strike the balance with life throwing everything that it's throwing at you and you're trying to be the best as an entrepreneur? What I try to do is each and every day I start my day in a certain way with a certain routine and I feel like that makes me be at my best. And my morning routine consists of 
meditating, journaling my gratitude and other things that are going on in my life, but really trying to be grateful for the world that's around me and the health that we have and the house that we live in and our beautiful family. And um, I also set myself up for success by being really focused on what I need to accomplish each day. And one of the things I've learned being in business for many, many years is that I can plan about two to three tasks that I want to accomplish in any one day and some smaller things too. But um, I really try to strike that balance between honoring myself and what I'm able to accomplish and then uh, you know, being productive at the time that I need to be productive. And the other thing that I've recently learned is a fun thing to do throughout my day and at the end of the day in particular is to celebrate my wins. So I make note of everything that I accomplish through the day and what that helps me do. And it's really important for my personality type. I'm an Enneagram three, which means I'm an achiever and I like to check things off. Um, to be able to reflect at the end of the day on what I've accomplished and what that does is it builds satisfaction, confidence, and motivation for the next day. So that's how I try to balance my mental health, um, keeping my mind clear, and, and yet getting the work done every day. And with one phrase that you've just mentioned, keeping your mind clear, I think it can be the segue for the word that you selected, clarity. How does one reach that level of clarity where you know what you're doing, where you know what you're pursuing, um, and how do you, they can apply it into their careers or businesses? Great question. And I, this is my favorite topic, so I love to talk about it. I want to talk about clarity in, uh, at four different levels. And so clarity first, I think, begins in our own body. So you heard me talk about honoring uh, myself, honoring what I'm going through, helping to clear my, my brain through meditation. What I haven't said yet is that I also try to bring clarity into my, my heart and my head through having good nutrition, through trying to move every single day, meditating, journaling, getting good sleep. And I, you know, we can't accomplish all of those every single day, but if we strive to be as good as we can be in those areas, our bodies and our minds function at their highest level. And so I'll use the analogy of a car. If you put poor gas in your car, crappy gas, your car is going to run really poorly. It's going to sputter, may backfire, may break down. Same thing with our, with our um, bodies. If we fill our bodies with sugar and a lot of caffeine, you know, it's cranking in different ways, but not in the ways that make you have the clearest judgment or the clarity of mind that you would want for your business. So I like to start first on our body level and <clears throat> honor our bodies and honor what uh, we should be doing to take care of ourselves first and foremost. The second way that I like to honor clarity in my life is clarity in my workspace. And I've heard throughout my career that creative minds sometimes have cluttered workspaces and that that's a sign of a creative genius. And, you know, I can accept that to a certain extent, but I think if you're unorganized in 
how you have your workspace or your home, that's going to show in your work as well. And so I really like to be a little more organized and thoughtful about where I work. And even if it's taking five, 10 minutes at the beginning of the day or the end of the day to clean up and have my planner in front of me and know what I'm doing. And I do a workday um, startup ritual and a workday shutdown ritual. And so maybe that tip can help your listeners to have that organized workspace so that they can have, again, that mental clarity. The third area, and this, um, this is more important as it relates to business, is being really clear on your purpose. And so I see a lot of entrepreneurs who are not clear on what they do, who they serve, and what they're offering to, those, to their clients. And so if you're not really clear on who you're serving or what you offer, you can't really sell anything because as you talk about what you do, you're potentially confusing your prospective clients and a confused mind does not buy. So at the beginning of our businesses and sometimes even into the first couple of years of our business, I feel that as entrepreneurs, we have to be constantly testing our messaging, testing our offers, testing what our clients really want, and just slowly honing in on what makes the most sense and what, what is resonating with our prospective clients. And that's the part that's, it's hard work and you're constantly testing and constantly tweaking. And I see people give up in that phase. And so I just want to honor and encourage your listeners that might be in that phase to keep going because the clearer you can get this in your own mind, the better it's going to be in terms of you trying to sell and people trying to buy. And the fourth level of clarity, and this comes probably a year or two into business, is when you have that clarity of purpose and offers and clients, as I just described, then you can get really strategic about how you rev this engine up, your business engine. And the way that I like to do that is through some traditional strategic planning principles, which I know makes some people's eyes glaze over, but it's what I've done my entire career and I've seen some amazing things come out of it. What I like to teach is creating a vision narrative for your business. So where you want to take your business, that becomes your business destination over the next three years. So you really vision your growth and what you'd like to accomplish with your business. And then you build a roadmap toward that destination. And those become your strategic objectives and your annual goals. And depending on where you are in, in your business, you know, if you're still building your business, if you've had some sales, it's going to look a bit different. If you're really ready to scale at growth, it's going to look even different. So you have to really refresh this process every year and keep moving toward that destination. And your destination also is going to shift every couple of years because as you're growing, you need to you know, have a, di a different destination. So when you have that roadmap, that roadmap becomes your clarity of your daily action, of your daily focus. So I know exactly based on where my business is today, what actions I need to take to meet those strategic initiatives of growth in my company. And so that's how um, I like to share with entrepreneurs how to build a really holistic um, aspect of clarity in their business. 
I like that. Four different levels to clarity. So the entrepreneur has now built their roadmap, but they're facing challenges. How do you help them to navigate these challenges and to just continue um, on this map, roadmap? That's such a great question. And I have in, in one of my slides in my presentation about building your roadmap, you know, when you build a roadmap toward your destination, you think your road's gonna be just nice and smooth and calm and straight. And in reality, what is it? it? It's bumpy and it's uphill and downhill and it's you go through curves and valleys and, and sometimes hit weather that you didn't expect. And so um, as business owners, we have to be uh, adaptable. But one of the things that I like to really teach is adjusting your roadmap on a quarterly basis. And so when you plan your roadmap, um, I plan out the next quarter in quite a lot of detail. So a quarter equals 13 weeks. So I know those big two to three tasks that I need to accomplish in each of the 13 weeks. And yes, I'm going to hit bumps and things are going to happen that weren't expected. Some negative, some really positive. And so by the end of that quarter, before I build my next quarter's roadmap to continue toward that destination, I'm going to do some adjustment and I'm going to look back at my vision and make sure it's still valid. I'm going to look back at the strategic initiatives and the areas that I need to focus on. And I'm going to recraft my goals for the coming quarter and then work on that 13-week plan. So I think we always have to be adjusting. What I hate to see, what I really dislike is when people throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard that saying, but you throw the roadmap out because things aren't going as you had hoped. And we never want to see that. We want to just adjust and tweak where necessary because you built a plan that probably made a lot of sense. And with a few tweaks, it can, it can continue to guide you and provide that clarity. Yes, we get defeated, we get disappointed, we just throw everything away and be like, what's the point? So one phrase stands out in your bio, heart-centered entrepreneur. Tell us more about mm -hmm. that. Well, in my career, I've worked um, predominantly in the nonprofit industry. So I've worked for healthcare systems, for senior living systems, and I've also served on a number of nonprofit boards. In fact, I've helped to form three nonprofits at this point in my career. And so I have a real um, heart, if you will, for businesses that want to serve others, right? So they're not just in business to make a profit or to return revenue to shareholders. Those are worthy goals too. But in addition to making a profit, I love to work with people that want to have an impact in some positive way in the world. And that doesn't mean they have to be a nonprofit, but um, I really enjoy working with purpose-driven, mission-driven entrepreneurs. And luckily, many of the people who are getting into entrepreneurship these days have that focus. So that's really what I hope to do is take my expertise and my almost 30 years of experience in the business world and share that with folks that may not have had the opportunity to experience strategic planning and what it can do for their business and help them grow further and, and faster. I love it. So what's an 
entrepreneurial mindset. Someone is sitting somewhere and they're wondering, should I start a business or should I continue with my business? What mindset should they have? Thank you for asking this question because I think my mindset is one of the most important things to really focus on as an entrepreneur and one of the hardest things to stay focused on as an entrepreneur. The reality is when you start a business, and especially if you're a solopreneur, that is you are the only one in your business and you're running your business, and you're probably doing other things too, like raising your family and taking care of your house and your pets and your significant others, things like that. It is really easy to get down on yourself. It is really easy to say, this isn't really working the way I intended. I Maybe I'm not good at this. To really think of the negatives. And what we have to do as entrepreneurs is continue to focus on the success that we're having. And that's why celebrating the wins every day is really important to me. We need to put success principles in front of us every single day, whether that's listening to podcasts that focus on entrepreneurial success whether it's looking at inspirational quotes on a daily basis, we need to continue to pump ourselves up. And it's a daily struggle, but a daily need. We need to do it every single day and also surround ourselves in community with other entrepreneurs who can pump us up when we're feeling down or give us suggestions when our business is having challenges. And so I really feel that that mindset is important because. If we don't feed ourselves positively on the mindset level, um, I think it would be really hard to be successful. I agree with you. Mindset is key and it's necessary to continue on this journey of entrepreneurship and just building our businesses. So if your younger self was seated across you right now, what would you tell her? Oh, that is such a great question. I think about this a lot. I think about... Um, I'm 54 right now. And in my 20s and 30s, I lacked so much confidence. And there was no reason for me to lack confidence. My lack of confidence and the self-doubt that I felt now I know was coming from a deeper desire deep inside me to stay safe. And I would encourage my younger self to be bold to be brave, to take risks, to really put myself out there. And over time, when you do that, what I've learned as an adult is you can kind of get rid of the fear of being seen, the lack of confidence, the fear of failure. You can really overcome that just by doing. And so it's really putting yourself out there that helps you to ultimately increase your confidence and decrease all the fears that come into our minds when we're uh, trying to be successful in our careers or be successful as an entrepreneur. I like it. Be bold, be brave. But it's interesting because you've mentioned how you realize the root of you lacking confidence is because you wanted to play safe. And many of us, myself included, have found ourselves in such situations where You want to play safe because you don't want to be seen. So how would you encourage someone that it's okay to be seen, it's okay to shine your light, and it's okay to pursue your purpose? I want to honor you for that question because I don't think 
enough of us in the business world really respect what is going on inside us. And I've learned this through a coaching certification program that I'm in through the Institute of Coaching Mastery that, you know, many of our deep seated fears come from our childhood and they come from a deeper desire. And they, so for example, I mentioned the fear of being seen and sometimes my lack of confidence comes from a deeper desire of wanting to keep myself safe. And you can understand as a child, right? What do we want? We want safety. We want security. We want acceptance. So a lot of our deeper seated fears come from those childhood expressions, which honestly are ingrained in us at a deep level. So how do you bring through the, bring those through is you, you become aware of them as they arise. You learn to accept them and to show them compassion and forgiveness. So I could beat myself up for my lack of confidence, or I could be really compassionate with myself and say, I know that this is my deeper desire to feel safe. And I'm so grateful for that deeper desire. And um, I'm going to show compassion and love and forgiveness. And I'm also going to do the thing. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be brave. So once you are aware of it and you can accept it, and then you choose to be in aligned action, which you know just means um, I, can, I can have this deeper desire and I can take the action that I'm perhaps a little bit afraid of, you will actually train yourself over time to work through and um, so that the fear doesn't constrain you and hold you back. I hope that makes sense. It makes sense very much. So we're going to enter a round of random questions. Um, feel free to share what comes to your mind first. So the first question, what have you learned from children? I have learned to have fun. And I mentioned earlier that I'm an Enneagram through which means I'm an achiever, I'm a taskmaster. And that is my kind of core way of being. And life is a life is short. Life is about having fun. And so when you can see the world through a child's eyes, and my children are grown now, but I can think back on so many fun times that we've had. And I'm looking forward to grandchildren so that I can experience that joy of living through their eyes again, but it's, it's absolutely to enjoy life and have fun every single day. I couldn't agree more. If you had $10 million, what would you do with it? If I had $10 million, I would do a lot of great things in the world. Um, there are some causes that I've yet to work on in my life. Um, one of them being um, serving veterans who have graciously given back to our communities. I know, know some of them are older and need care and maybe don't have resources. Some of them are younger and returning out of military service, but they're not being greeted with jobs and um, assistance and ways to get back on their feet. So I would absolutely serve our veterans. Um, and then you know, in different parts of the world, we have um, a homeless crisis, homelessness crisis. And I think there are some innovative things we can do on that front as well. So I would absolutely 
use that money to do good in the world. Those are noble causes, and I hope you still get to do them nonetheless. What are your highlights of your childhood? I would say I was fortunate that my parents were able to move me from, I went from in the States, from New York State to Arizona. And one of the reasons that was significant in my childhood was I was a severe asthmatic. I had asthma really bad in New York because of it was green and there were a lot of plants and molds around there that triggered my asthma. And when we came out to Arizona, it really allowed me to be a true child. I was nine at the time. And so I could run and play and do cheerleading and uh, really have friends where it was, um, I was a lot more constrained in New York because of that. So my health um, was no longer a challenge. That was one of the, uh, the big things. Um, the second was, you know, I just had a lot of fun in school and I know school can be really difficult uh, for different ages. I think it's a lot different today, but I had fun learning and I had fun in activities. Um, so um, I really enjoyed school. I was given the, the, and the third highlight of my childhood, and this really started in my teenage years, was I met an entrepreneur, a, a serial entrepreneur, who saw um, some talent in me, and he gave me opportunities to work in all of his businesses at high levels at a young age. So I was an office manager, and I was his bookkeeper, and I was doing lots of things that helped me grow um, in my career and grow my confidence at an early age. And I think that's why I was able to be successful in my career. So those are all some highlights of my childhood. I love them. And if you could interview a famous person, who would you choose? Um, a current person that I would love to interview is, and he's a lot younger than me, but he's had success is Gary Vaynerchuk. And you may know him as Gary V. He's on all kinds of social media. But what I love is that he's built successful businesses, but his core messages are what he shares with people every day. And it's be kind, be kind to the people around you, be kind to your employees, build your world out of kindness. And um, that's such an important message for today. So he's made millions of dollars, but he's helped to really build people up and to help make them successful and to share these messages that are core values in today. And I love that uh, his message resonates with a lot of young people because, you know, sometimes you wonder if uh, the younger generation has great role models to look up to. And I think he's a really great role model. So I'd love to interview him and learn more and incorporate more of his principles. That's a great choice. And it's true. Kindness goes a long, long way. So in closing, is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners? You know, the thing I would really just like to share is that you can do anything that you put your mind to. I know that's a little cliche to say, but we've talked through a lot of things today that really makes for a successful business person, if that's what you want to do, or being 
successful in your career. And the mindset work is so important. So don't discount that. Don't discount um, the need for mental and emotional health in your business as you're building that. You need to make sure that you have that. And take time to understand those deeper fears and those blocks that provide resistance in our growth and work through those. And um, that's something that I love to do with my clients because we all have them no matter what our age is. But if I could have understood those blocks earlier in my career and how to accept them and move through them, I think I would be even further along. So don't discount those. There's lessons in our resistance. When we feel triggered, when we feel like we're resisting something, we need to push through it because that's where the gold is. There's lessons in our in our resistance. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for coming onto the show. I want to appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So dear listeners, I hope you picked up one or two things that you will apply into your lives, businesses, or careers. For me, it's there are lessons in our resistance. So until the next episode, continue being brave. Mm-hmm.